0: Newsletter November 2018 The Lunar Nodes Change Signs As we enter November, the big news looming on the astrological front is that the lunar nodes are about to change signs. That is always a crucial development, even though it happens every year and a half. What does it signify? two things. First, that the nature of the collective karmic chickens coming home to roost is about to shift dramatically. The second is that we will soon see the births of children who are members of a very different soul tribe than the babies who've been born since early 2017. That is because south node energy is what you see in a newborn baby's eyes, at least once you've stripped away all the required rhapsodic cooing about the newborn babies. Babies are as human as you or me, warts and all, as the south node switches signs the nature of the warts switches too. Here are the details. On November 15th, the lunar north node, which is always retrograde, backs out of Leo and enters Cancer, where it will remain until June 4th of 2020. It is customary to give the position of the north node and to just assume that people know that the south node is always directly opposite it, some charts and computer programs do not even show the south node fair enough except in many ways the south node is more pressingly obvious uh, compared to the north node in its effects the the focus on the north node derives I, I suspect from the same font of wisdom so to speak that defines north as up and laments a relationship or a business heading south, it's just a hemispheric expression of something analogous to racism or sexism. In any case, the translation is that on November 15th, as the north node is entering Cancer, the south lunar node crosses out of Aquarius and into Capricorn, where it will also remain until June 4th of 2020. The bottom line, is that, well, for 18 months we've been seeing Aquarian chickens coming home to roost. Now we're going to see some Capricornian ones. And the warts on those very human babies, you guessed it, the ones born since April 28, 2017, have had Aquarian warts. This new bunch will have goat warts instead, and maybe some goat wisdom as well. By the way, The dates I am quoting here are for the mean nodes, not the so-called true nodes. They are always almost in the same position. But the test comes at cuspy times such as this. By the standards of the true nodes, the axis should switch into Cancer Capricorn about a week earlier. The kids born between November 6th and 15th are the test case I'd say their south nodes are in Aquarius, while many astrologers would say no, they're in Capricorn already. With the nodes changing signs only every 18 months, there are obviously not a lot of people in this ambiguous situation. Over the years, I've encountered a few, and in almost every case, the south node story fit the reality of their lives a lot better if we stuck with the mean node. So that's what I do. If you would like a fuller discussion of the complexities underlying this whole question, you can uh, find it on my website. Uh, just go to forestastrology.com and enter in the search function mean versus true. Nodes, and it's up there at the top of the page. While I'm busy promoting the website, let me add another uh, recommendation. The now ending passage of the South Node through Aquarius has left a vivid mark on the world. In fact, we are bleeding profusely from it. I explored all of that in a lot of detail in my May. 2017 newsletter and podcast. So, once again, just enter nodes change signs in the website search box and you'll be able to find it. So, onward to the big question. What does it mean humanly for the north node to shift into Cancer and the south node into Capricorn? Always with the nodes, Regardless of the signs involved, the underlying idea is as follows. The south node represents unresolved karma, dead-end patterns that get us nowhere and yet tend to keep on repeating. There are lessons I have learned hundreds of times. It's that kind of thing, if you get the underlying joke. Meanwhile, the north node seems very foreign and unnatural. But if we make a little effort to break our bad habits and instead try on the North Node attitudes and behaviors, they work wonders. They leave us astonished, sort of like a doctor's medicine that actually cures us. Personally, I think the origin of the south node attachments, illusions, and self-defeating behaviors is karmic, that is, originating in past lives. You can think of it any way you want, from bad ancestral DNA to family patterns, even to just plain shit happens, if you prefer. I don't want to say that philosophy doesn't matter, I think it does. But with the nodes, we do not need to be philosophical. They work at a practical level, even if the extent of your philosophy goes no further than a Gaelic shrug of the shoulders. Think of the south node as a bad habit and the north node as its remedy. Think of the south node as an erroneous assumption gumming up all your perspectives and interpretations, while the north node is the light bulb lighting over your head. If you know anything about 12-step programs, astrologer Michael Luton said it best, the south node is the bottle and the north node is the meeting. Now there's nothing inherently wrong with Capricorn or any other sign, but all 12 of them have dark sides. That dark side is what the south node brings out. In simplest terms, it is something that you got wrong in a past life. Just as easily, it might be a place where you got hurt. As the south node swings through Capricorn, the harmful energies will play out on two levels, one of them noisy and the other one far more important. Level 1 is the daily headlines and the general condition of the zeitgeist between now and June of 2020. Level 2 is the sole condition of all the babies born between now and then. As we just saw, unresolved karma, always the essence of the South Node's message, can sometimes have its origin simply in bad behavior in a past life. Somebody annoyed you so you coshed them on the head. Hey, we've all been there. It can arise from your virtues, too, because sometimes doing the right thing leaves a scar on us. Then there are areas of simple tragedy, or of the evil men do to each other. Capricorn represents one twelfth of all the stories in the universe. That's a lot of stories. But they have certain common denominators. Above all, Capricorn represents endurance. Imagine facing the winter in Duluth, Minnesota, or Tromsø, Norway. The steel that would have to arise in you as you face those long, dark, cold months is the essence of Capricorn. You put your pain aside, and you do what you have to do. Many of the kids who are about to take birth have endured enormous suffering. They are tough. The majority of them developed a certain stoicism in the face of it. Many were responsible not only for themselves, but for others as well. Crushing responsibilities arise sometimes, responsibilities that we simply cannot shirk no matter what the cost. For all of these kids drying the tears or not crying them in the first place, then simply doing what had to be done has been their signature. Many of them will therefore seem like adults right from their first breath. You can check that out. When you look them straight in the eye, some of them, fresh from the womb, will look like old men or old women, wise and weary. Virtue and strength can come at a very high price. If your kids are starving, would you steal a loaf of bread in order to feed them? Most of us have the same answer there. What about if you yourself were starving? Or try this. What if the person from whom you contemplated stealing that bread was also starving? So it's you or him. What are you going to do then? Necessity creates complex moral territory, and it does not always bring out the best in people. Life can be very hard. Anyone born with a Capricorn South Node knows exactly what I mean by that. This is a tough group of souls. They've been hardened in the fires. Some of them are heroic paragons of moral strength, with scars to prove it. Some have been corrupted by life's sheer enormity, broken on the rack. All of them carry another Capricorn mark, a karma of loneliness." There is a loneliness that comes from literal isolation, physically or emotionally. Ask the lighthouse keeper. Anyone who has endured an empty marriage that lasted for decades, you could ask them too. There is also a kind of loneliness at the top, something all leaders know about. And at a simpler level, you might think of the loneliness of the single mother with three children. She might never get a moment to herself, but she is lonely anyway. Even though the kids love her, they cannot really understand her and feeling seen and known is the true cure for loneliness. Translate any of these metaphors and images into past life stories, and you've got it. This new crop of babies is populated with a lot of strong, tired souls. By the way, All of this is particularly intensified, both in terms of the kids born and probably the daily headlines too, when the nodes contact Pluto and Saturn, which are also resident in Capricorn throughout this period. Pluto aligns with the south node March 28th of 2019. With Saturn, there are three conjunctions, all in 2019 as well. May 20th, June 23rd, and September 25th. So why are these souls returning to the earth? As with all of us, their work is not yet done. How can they go forward? The answer is utterly obvious based on all that we've just seen. They have come to the earth for healing. They need a hug. They need a rest. They need some gentleness. They need someone else to share their burdens or even to carry them for a mile or two. They need a laugh. They need a long, hot bath. They need a drink. They need to eat too much and give themselves a break about it. Remember, some of these souls have had experiences of starvation. Above all, they need a good cry. Crying, there's a mystery. We humans face dreadful losses sometimes. How do we recover? We let water come out of our eyes. Try explaining that to some alien debarking from a UFO in Roswell, New Mexico. But crying works. Bottling up our feelings only puts us in a kind of emotional deep freeze. Some of these souls have been frozen for a thousand years. And remember that some of that freeze comes from them doing the right thing and being strong in the face of unimaginable difficulty. That will help us keep perspective. The remedy I have just described in plain human terms is what astrologers call the sign Cancer, at least Cancer at its best. These souls have reincarnated with their north nodes in the sign of the Great Mother. That's Cancer. They need to sit on her lap for a while. If you find yourself in the role of being a parent to one of them, please try to let your seesaw balance in the direction of kindness, forgiveness, and gentleness rather than discipline. Again, they have come to the earth for healing. Now, what about the collective karma? symbolized by the south node shifting into Capricorn. What does the north node entering Cancer mean for the world? First, some broad hints that apply to this mundane perspective, so-called on the nodes in a general way. The soul of the human race, call it the oversoul, the collective unconscious, Gaia, god, whatever it is, it has a long, complicated history. Karma, in other words, humanity has karma. When that karma ripens, it manifests in the headlines, just as it does in the life of an individual. Think of all the famines and pestilence humanity has endured. Think of all the mad kings who have created nothing but misery. Think of refugees. Think of persecutions. That is the kind of karma that ripens when the south node passes through Capricorn. Now think in more immediate terms. This is what really brings all this home. Consider for a moment the emotional wear and tear you have endured in this present lifetime of yours. Not to cry in your beer, but rather just to think honestly and objectively about all the difficulties that you have faced with a stiff upper lip. Even when exercising that kind of strength and maturity is right and morally laudable, the simple point is that you paid a price for it. That karma has now ripened. You need a hug, too. Here's the bullseye. Are you tired enough yet? Reflect on what we have faced as a species over just the past few years. Are you happy with our political leadership, feeling like the world is in good hands? How is the 24-7, 365-day-a-year economy treating you? No worries, right? No worry about global climate disruption, the looming failure of antibiotics, genetically modified crops, idiots with nuclear bombs, terrorists, psychotic shooters with guns that Patton and Rommel would have envied, kids watching porno on their cell phones instead of flirting with each other, kids in cages on the border, skyrocketing medical costs, overdose, deaths in the heartland, the Ebola virus, E. coli in the lettuce, and a Russian operative in every voting booth across the free world. I repeat, are you tired enough yet? That is Capricorn karma ripening. If you can't feel it, well, then you are a living, breathing illustration of Capricorn karma. The cure, the cancer north node. We all need some gentleness now. We all need some healing. We all need a rest. It starts with being kinder to ourselves. From there, it spreads out towards others. And from there, it can heal this tired, battered world. Thank you.